Hey everybody, it's Aaron from Town Center Music, uh, introducing one of our last Food Truck Friday artist profile podcasts. Um, we have Robbie from the band Book Club uh, talk to us uh, about a month ago. We sat down in a uh, nice little French cafe in West Buckhead, West Midtown, sorry, West Midtown, and just um, kind of hung out and had us a little chat. And so that's why there are all kinds of um, chit-chatty noises going on in the background, lots of uh, dishes, coffee cups, things like that. But um, please listen close because I'm sure you're going to like what Robbie has to say. He's a really, really, really smart guy, Um, very thoughtful guy. It was a lot of fun sitting down and uh, getting to know him a little bit better, talking to him about music and creativity and things like that. They are going to be playing um, Friday, October 2nd. Uh, Swanee Town Center, along with another band called The Quarks, and uh, we would love to see you guys out there, because it's our last one for the year. We've really enjoyed putting these out. Uh, thank you again for coming out and checking out all these really cool local Atlanta bands and uh, giving them a chance. And please um, seek them out. Seek more Atlanta bands out there. A lot of vagrant itinerant musicians bumming around at Atlanta, and please uh, do your best to support them. Because good music comes from somewhere. And uh, there's a lot of it around here. So, anyway, uh, first we are going to start with a track called Boomerangs and Bedroom Eyes. And then we're going to have the interview with Robbie. And then we're going to have a track called Fallen Leaves to close us out. So, once again, this is Swanee Food Truck Friday. Swanee Town Center, October 2nd. The Quarks and this band, Book Club. How can I tell you what I just don't know? Not hiding anything, I just can't see what won't show.
Hey, this is Aaron from Townsend of Music, uh, recording another one of our Food Truck Friday Artist podcasts. We are here uh, with Robbie from Book Club. Hey. Hey, how are you? Pretty good. How about you? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you for taking the time to do this. Uh, we're very excited to have you guys come up and play. It's Friday, October 2nd. Yes. You're going to be yes. playing with the Quarks. Should make for a nice late Indian summer kind of calm, mellow vibe with food trucks. Very exciting. The whole thing. The trucks, <laughs> the weather, everything yeah. sounds great. It's going to be awesome. So, uh, we usually start about talking a little bit about how you got going in this. How did you... Uh, how did you get started playing music? Music, I guess, um, just, I mean, I always loved it. So um, I started playing instruments around fifth grade. Um, guitar lessons, mm-hmm. saxophone lessons, saxophone in the school band. Mm-hmm. Uh, took lessons and just fell deep into loving music around then, you know. Um, all till through middle school, throughout high school, played in the marching band, jazz band. I had a ska band. Cool. I played saxophone. We may have to talk about that. Later. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, but starting, starting, I'd say I was like nine or ten. Okay. Cool. That's uh, that's a really good young star. That's that seems to be the common thread to a lot of the bands that I've talked talked to. That kind of getting going at a young age type of thing. Um, so. Influences obviously, book club is is uh, grounded in kind of folk and Americana kind of things. But how did you go from from ska to getting there? What was the, what's the procession? <laughs> well, ska wasn't the start either. It was mm. just a point on the line. Like um, my influences, what I, I honestly think the big people in my orbit, not my not my orbit, but the orbit that I admired, you know, like. Bob Dylan, Neil Young, Elvis Costello, um, Tom Waits, Leonard Cohen, Nick Drake. The people, I mean, some of them later than others, but basically by middle school, I liked all the people that it would turn out that I would especially love. Yeah. You know, because they happen to be just epic artists. How did you, now, that's kind of a young age to, to, to start dredging the Tom Waits, and how did you how did you get there that quickly? To be honest, I mean, I was just voracious with music, but it was BMG and Columbia House. <laughs> okay, there you go. I went nuts with the eight CDs for a penny, yeah. and sometimes defaulting on those contracts, <laughs> you know, but sometimes just actually paying for the one so I could get ten others. And right. It's like, oh, I need to hear Rush. Well, I need to hear all the Frank Zappa. I mean, I was listening to a lot of Zappa. Um, The ska thing came because I was playing saxophone in the school band and I was into punk. and um, It was a fun way to be punky, but, you know, I was still playing guitar at the time, but Mm -hmm. it's fun to write melodies and play horns, you know? Yeah, that's really cool. So you may be one of the few people that are like... um Sad that the Columbia House thing just is done. I don't. I don't know if you've read any of the any of the. I recent saw that it's over. I'm not so not so currently sad. I mean, I I got out of the game. You know, like <laughs> I got out of the game before the game got me. Yeah. No, that's cool. Um. So you actually use it as like a Spotify kind of thing. There, going going in there and just kind of picking. Pretty and much, like if I'd heard that this band was cool, or if the album cover looked cool, I would just get it. And that would be my entree in the most classic rock or or the staples. You know, someone would say, like, check out the Ramones. Right. Like, I will. Right. 
know? It was that easy. That's awesome, man. Um, cool. So, so from from there, how did you get into uh, writing your own songs? What was the what was the path of creativity there? I don't know. I was writing from from fifth grade. Wow. I mean, songs about my dog or the mailman or something. Right. But really, they they were. I was trying to like find my voice, which is still a constant thing, but you don't know that at the time. Sure. You know, you're just kind of mimicking and seeing where what you can say over what chords. And, right. Um, I knew like four or five chords. So, yeah, I remember really writing songs in the old, old days. Middle school, trying to write like a song a day. Um, that's pretty cool. Starting that at middle school age. Yeah, I can't do that now. <laughs> I gave up pretty fast, but I started, you know, like... Yeah, yeah. Because cool. I didn't have really the skills, uh-huh. but also wasn't holding myself to that high standard. Yeah. I was just like, I want to I write a song when I get home from school. Yeah. And I did it. That seems to be kind of key even, even now as you mature as an artist and, like you said, finding your voice and getting there that... Don't hold yourself to that high of the standards. Write the ten crap songs to get to the one that's gold. Right, you know? right. I mean, luckily, we didn't know about those standards when we're really young. That's the benefit of youth, you know. Cause yeah. You do get older and you you play a chord progression and think, I've heard that a thousand times. So how how could I present it as mine? Right. Um, but back then, you want to sound like Buddy Holly or. Mm-hmm. Whatever three chord rock you're listening to. Yeah. So for, for for you, it was truly like an internal thing. It wasn't it wasn't necessarily a uh, if I pick this up, that girl's gonna notice me. Or, no, no, not, not at all. <laughs> I mean, I don't think so because I was. Pre- I mean, I liked girls, but uh, but it was like fourth or fifth grade. Mm. I remember my first performance. I'm pretty sure this is true. Um, fifth grade. 4-H talent show. I played Pretty Woman. There you go. That'll go over all the 4-H. Yeah, that's awesome. But I loved oldies and shit then. That's good. Um, and I think it was just a one-song thing. Yeah. Um, cool. First performance. So yeah. how did it go? Was there? Was I there don't remember. Pro- probably not well. But like, <laughs> but everyone was happy. Yeah. I don't remember any like scarring moments. Or anything but I doubt I was good at it. That that's I mean, good. Well, no, I mean that's and that's how we all get started, you know. You go up there and you. Uh, I, I I heard a really good quote from uh, Craig Ferguson who says that Americans prepare for greatness by failing until we don't, and that's oh that's cool yeah yeah that's that's stuck with me that that is especially true in the artistic context of you take this thing that you feel like you've worked really hard on and you go up there in front of people and and they're just like show me you know show me what you got and then <laughs> yeah. and then you're like okay here it is and then sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't and that then becomes the stepping stones of the formative things very much yeah that's a cool way to see it yeah so um so how did book club start book club started in late 2010 i believe okay. um and I was in an indie rock band called Cassavetes. And that was guitar, bass, drums, keys. That's a cool indie rock band name. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, you know, 
there actually is a new band called Cassavetti's out now because I've noticed we've been getting some Facebook likes. Okay. It can't be us. <laughs> right. Like, right. It has to be the new. We have made no waves for many years, but like, it was it was a cool band. But and I wasn't ready for it to be done. Basically, the other three dudes just kind of found another band that became their project, sure. and so it's an all natural kind of thing. Um, and I'd had a good run with it, but I had all these songs and. Even some of those songs didn't necessarily need to have been so fleshed out with delay pedals and all kinds of stuff. Right. Like maybe at their core, they were kind of folk songs. So I just was in the mood to not embellish too much. And and I knew this girl, Leanne. She was the first singer in book club. We just got together and started working on the demos. And that was it. Guitar, two voices. And then we added a cello and then a bass. And it took a year to add drums. Um, we were quiet intentionally you know even when we were loud because we didn't have drums we were kind of still quiet right um, and that's how it started just with folk tunes that didn't need you know they felt right basically fresh out of the oven right like they didn't have yeah, yeah. to be you didn't we didn't have to sit around in woodshed and dress stuff up yeah yeah and that was Leanne and the band, she was in the band for about three years. Um, she bowed out kind of to just pursue other things. And, and we found Rachel Buckley, who's now Rachel Miller, uh, who was in the band up until a month or two ago, and she and her husband moved to Bahrain. Um, and we've got a new singer now, Lauren. But um, basically, we try to do it pretty naturally. and. Same way that the kind of arrangements come, we've just found natural voices to complement each other. There's a lot of male-female harmonies, and that's a big part of my favorite part mm -hmm. of book clubs. So, just want to kind of work backwards from the song. You know, like, necessarily need banjo, but if there's a banjo around, we can make it sound cool. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's kind of, it can be small or big, or um, I think it's just about the tune. Right. That's where we've come. So. Right. Yeah. Cool. Is there is there like a specific process for you cre creatively? Like, do you do you have a regimen of X amount of writing every day, or or are you just kind of freeform, or what does that what does that look like? Well, I don't really have a process. I mean, I'd love to have a process. Um, I write words all the time, and and try. You know, then I look at them kind of later and see. Do they rhyme? Do they have meter? Mm -hmm. is, there, is this something that could be a song one day? Then I'll kind of sit at another time with the guitar and just try to like be struck right. by a melody or an idea of how to fit words to something. Uh, but I don't have like a regiment. Mm -hmm. And I can go weeks without writing or months, but then I could write three in three days. Cool. And you're also like like a lot of the artists that we've talked to. You're bi bivocational in that you have like a day job. And, yes, and definitely. Is it, is it is it hard to kind of sustain creativity? Is it is it is it hard? Like, um, does it does it ever overwhelm that time where you just feel feel like I'd really love to be doing this, but I've got like responsibilities that I have to take care of? Or is there a struggle there? I it guess, can be tricky, for sure, but it makes the reward greater mm -hmm. and a lot and also it's 
constant source of inspiration. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think if you laced about all day, that'd be great, but would how much would you have to write about? Sure. So kind of letting yourself be active in other places and, and mindsets and then kind of reflect on it creatively can't give good perspective that I mean it'd be nice to just do songwriting but it's I certainly have written plenty of songs because of what I've done <laughs> you know, for a career so yeah. I so I wouldn't want those to go away yeah you're you're also and I've followed you on Instagram now for for, for a couple months and um, you're also a pretty introspective reflective guy if that's if that's to be uh, Pulled from from that that feed, um, does that make it harder or easier for you to go up on stage and perform these things, these songs? You know that have, like you said, is 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 kind of a process of birthing and then going up there and then performing these things. Is that is that a, just a, a tension there? Not necessarily in a bad bad way, but is it? Um, it it kind of was just in general. Performing was much harder when I was less used to it. Mm -hmm. Now that I, I'm more used to it, it's not like I'm an old pro or anything, but it really is true. The more you do it, the more you're used to it. Mm -hmm. And I, I kind of, you know, you watch other artists, you, and then you see how they are off stage too, and you start to verify that, like, the stage is one thing. You know, yeah, maybe they live the life, but it doesn't mean they want to be gregarious the other 23 hours of the day or have great, you know, banter, or, you know, sometimes they just want to play. Mm -hmm. um, and you, all that is kind of like taught me piecemeal that really what I would want from someone, so hopefully what people want is you to just be yourself. I mean, that's not to say there's not a place for Ziggy Stardust. Right, right. You know, yeah. but like, but in terms of folk music and it's all about honesty. So I really so once you realize there's no artifice, you are yourself. You don't have to come out there and go hello, hello, hello. You know um, what's up, Cleveland? Yeah, yeah. yeah. MC your own event. You know, more just like you're of it and involved in it, and it's your personality that's in the music. So if they like that, hopefully they'll like what you say in between. I don't know. There's no. There might even be a science. I haven't figured anything out, but I've gotten better at just getting out there and doing what I know I do. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, this is the time. And what, what always connects with me most in other performances is when they like rip, pull away the curtain. Mm -hmm. You know, not, not that I always achieve it, but when you see someone that could be singing louder, sing softer, and it's more impacting. Mm -hmm. I take note. Like, yeah, it's about using the stage and dynamics and trying, you know, just trying to communicate with an audience. Um, all those lessons mean like, yeah, I can get really quiet here. Mm -hmm. And if they don't like it, I mean, that's a shame, but I feel that it fits the tune best sure. so hopefully they agree yeah you know no that's an interesting thing and i've often thought of that in the context of bands who are built on mood you know not not that they're not the concept of honesty in performance is a tricky one because 
you know, I was listening to a stand-up talk about how she she received really bad news right before she had to hit the, the stage. She had to really switch her mind around from this god-awful thing that's happening in her life and then come up there and still work on the delivery of the jokes. Um, and so I kind of applied that, too, to things like bands. You know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of brand, brand, brand new. And lately they've been doing some really moody, very emotionally rough kind of stuff. And I, I often wonder, how do you get yourself to that point where you can effectively and honestly communicate that every night for 200 nights a year? Obviously, it's not as stressful as someone, uh, you know, who's not doing that many every days. night, right? True. But but are there are there songs you can't sing some some nights uh, for for fear of not being able to be true to whatever it is? No, or? not yet, okay. if ever, because they're not all first person. Okay. So it's not. It's a, It's more about trying to be a storyteller. Mm-hmm. Um, and storytellers, you know, the show must go on. Right. So I. I mean, there are there are plenty that are based on me, but still, like they've got a distance to them now that they're they exist in another universe as book club songs, full songs that just. It's not been so tender that I couldn't I'd love for a song to affect me that much <laughs> you know to, that I can't play it yeah. but so far no I mean you can kind of look at it like slice of life or whatever like a, a vignette you know and you would never tell a actor or someone that sang a whole list of other people's songs that were still very emotional like you gotta sing and that's what you do yeah yeah so it's more, it's not method film acting, it's like stage acting. Right, but, I, but I'm trying to be myself, but I'm right. taking the idea of acting, like it's, like it is a craft. Mm-hmm. And so it, whether or not, you know, you've got a sore throat, you have to sing as best you can. Right. And same, and because that's your craft. Yeah, it's what you do. Yeah. So where do you where do you want to go with this? How how far out do you want to? How where where do you see book book club going? Or is it just kind of a take it as she comes kind of thing? I'd say I'd say take it as she comes. I mean we have some goals, but they're modest. You know we um, we have jobs, families, some most of us wives, things like that. Um, so we're not gonna spring a three month tour on anyone. Right. But um, basically wanna write quality music, enjoy each other's company, play shows whenever possible, um, be creative, record, and kind of be a part of the creative community, like stay active, you know, um, whatever comes with that, it'll, it'll be fulfilling. Mm-hmm. So kind of along those same lines, where do you see this massively disrupted industry going? Like what is it? What does it look like to be an artist over the next, you know, 25, 50 years? Like because the old model of, it kind of necessitated you throwing your whole life into it because you had investors, you had stakeholders that wanted to make a profit on you. But now we're in this great flourishing creative time with very few of the rewards and very, very, very little recompense. Well, I think, I think the old model is still the truest mm-hmm. like that's you gotta play 300 nights a year mm-hmm. 
to get known and get famous and get better and get heard and get opportunities because it's about getting out there, you know, hitting the road. So I'm not saying we've picked a better way by no means. Like I, that would be great, um, but with 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 the way to distribute music and get things heard and linked to it, you can kind of backdoor yourself in. Um, but it's rarer and it's less about the real merit of just musicianship mm-hmm. you know there's just something I mean because I, I really admire it about the people who just play every day every city anywhere they can because they have to right um, that's great you know we're, we're because of our situation you know we have to be a little more choosy with the shows we play and we can't go all in like that um, but I think that the whole spectrum could tilt all the way back to the people who put up some songs on SoundCloud and they happen to have a friend who works at BuzzFeed and all of a right, sudden, right, you know, yeah. you can kind of shoot your way to lots of listens, mm-hmm. but you know, then you might still be a guy at a laptop performing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the musician musicians, they value just playing as much as possible. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, you mentioned the artists that go out and play 200 dates a year because they have to, but I, the argument could could be, be made that that's exactly what you're doing. You know, it's a it's a thing that you have to do. Um, and so that that's what keeps the train going, even, even amidst... Yeah, I'm doing as many as I can. Not as many as I can, but close to. Sure. Because you want to have some sense of ordering your schedule yeah. and not yeah. take a show a week before another show... That kind of thing, right. but yeah, we're do- keeping as busy as we can while still kind of maintaining like scheduling integrity, and and but mo- also enjoy being creative and writing. Mm-hmm. And when you have a lot of shows, you tend to spend most of your time getting ready for those shows, <laughs> right? Right. And not as much just hanging out mm-hmm. and making music. We also said that um, you don't think you've chosen the better way but but I mean also it's like a quality of life issue you, you, you may possibly have chosen the better way because because you can have some semblance of balance and I mean I love it yeah. and I love balancing a life and having a profession and a creative profession but it's the kind of thing where there's only one way to find out and I'm not going that way right <laughs> yeah you know yeah. that's the reason that it's always the other choice right. because like it takes 10 years of hard work to be an overnight success right, right? so <laughs> yeah. like you have to hustle and I think we're hustling it within the constraints we've set but for the people who just say like I'm going mm-hmm. I'm gonna work at a restaurant so every time I want to leave for a month I can right and you know let's let's do this I love that yeah what are you um what are you consuming like just outside of like daily observation of people but like are there any any books any films any other music that you're kind of in, into right 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 now that's kind of uh, feeding you creatively yes definitely I'm always reading um, and listening to new music or like new or old new or you know anything that I can just keep listening out for yeah um, I really dig the new Riley Walker record, Primrose Green. Mm-hmm. Um, you know him? He's, I've heard the name. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, great guitar player. Kind of just 
takes you right to like Tim Buckley. Okay. Um, cool. But he's like a 26 year old dude from Chicago. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. And I, I'm loving that. Also loving the Delon's record. Okay. And Daniel Romano. They're kind of new country, a little bit, maybe Americana country, and but solid, solid tunes. Yeah. Really, really great. And um, books, let's see, um, I just did, read Simon Van Boy's um, Everything, Everything Here Began After, something like, I think that was how it's phrased. And Edgar Carrot, I just started Edgar Carrot's autobiography. So, you know, I'm trying to draw inspiration from random places like that, too. Also, on my list, but it's a little daunting, is I just want to read Crime and Punishment. Yeah. You know, big yeah. book, though, big old book. But I think... Um, <laughs> yeah. I think it, obviously, people like it. Yeah. So I, I need to kind of see what it's all about. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've started that one two or three times, and I, I get about a third of the way through, and then... Third is great. Yeah, that's my understanding. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, you're doing good. Try it again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that Russian stuff. That's that's fun. You really the the names will throw you off because you got like three or four different names for each character. And you're oh like, yeah. Who's this again? Yeah. I just like um, like Master and Margarita. I've read a few, one or two Russian novels, and they're fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I, I know they're the classics, but yeah. rightfully, you know, yeah. they're so good. Yeah. And I feel like I owe it to myself. Yeah. Yeah, is there anything modern, um, book-wise, that, that, that you've been reading? Um, the, uh, what, actually, let me see, I have, a, I make a little list. Um, this year, because I keep a list of the books I read, like, per year. Yeah. So this year, I've read. Oh, you know what I really liked was um, they've been re-releasing all these George Simonon books. Okay. And he just he wrote so many. I've read two, mm-hmm. but Dirty Snow was just impeccable. Okay. Like, awesome, crazy, dark, smart, awesome book. Um, and I read the Hank Williams biography. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that good? I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know anything about him, and now I know some. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Job done. Yeah. <laughs> cool. That one's on my my, my list of things to, to read. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, do you have anything that you want to plug? Any any kind of? Uh, you got your website. Website is bookclubtheband.com. Okay. Um. Instagram uh, is at Book Club the Band. Mm-hmm. Facebook is facebook.com slash join book club. We didn't really think to coordinate all our handles. Um, uh, I'm not, Spotify doesn't give you a fun link. No. You have to just search out the artist page. Um, Bandcamp, book club the band dot bandcamp dot com. But yeah, so. Um, we're really excited to come out to the, the fest and play some tunes and just fall weather, beautiful food, yeah. have people. Um, it's going to be great. We're so appreciative. Yeah, man. And thank you for coming out and doing it. You guys, uh, Friday, October 2nd. Yes, with can't wait. The Corks. Uh, food trucks get going at 5.30. Um, bands start at 7. 
And um, to everybody listening, you won't be disappointed. It's going to be a wonderful night. Thank you again. Thank Robbie. you so much. This was a good chat, man. Awesome. And uh, we will see you October 2nd. Okay.